Football on Off the Ball. With Sky, proud partner and supporter of the Republic of Ireland women's national football team. This is News Talk. So a lot has gone on in the world since we spoke seven days ago. We'll get on to all of that and to Chelsea and Roman Abramovich in a little while. But a lot has gone on at Leeds United with Marcelo Bielsa, who I know you're a huge fan of, uh, departing the club. It's been a, a tough run. They've conceded 20 goals in their last five matches. They've conceded more goals than anyone else in the Premier League. Was this the only possible decision for Leeds? Well, I don't think so, Nathan. I think it's a bad decision. Uh, I think they didn't give him a chance. Uh, for, first of all, he's had three of his main players, influential players, out injured, long-term injuries, uh, Patrick Bamford, uh, Calvin Phillips, uh, Phillips and Liam Cooper. And they haven't been replaced. Uh, so I think the owner, Mr. Razzini, Razzini, I think his name is, and sporting director, director Victor Orta, were expecting an awful lot uh, because they said the other day, uh, well, Mr. Radazzini, uh, in a press conference, mm. uh, said that the performance and results lately have not met their expectations. Well, they've had a bad time, but what do, what do they expect? Uh, I mean, I could easily say that Mr. Bielsa could say that maybe they haven't met his expectations because they didn't bring anybody in, Nathan, to replace. They don't have a big panel anyway. And when you're out with, sorry, when there's players out of that caliber, uh, it's very, very difficult to get results. And I think they've been very, very quick off the mark to get rid of them. And I don't know what the situation was, was being. I don't know whether I heard rumours that uh, Mr. Bielsa turned down players that they wanted to bring in. Mm. But the thing is, were they his players that he wanted, Nathan? You know. Like they could, if, the, if the director of football, that's what he's, he's there for a yeah. lot of the time, to bring in players, not the manager. So he might have gone and said, right, I'm bringing Joe Bloggs in. And uh, the manager said, well, I don't want him. So they didn't get anybody. So they did, like, the fact is, they got nobody to replace those players in that particular time. And with not having a big panel, I mean, if Manchester United, or sorry, well, not now, uh, Liverpool, uh, had three players missing, which they have Salah and these players, they, can, they, have, they have cover. But Leeds don't have any cover. And, and they're very, very... And they spend hardly any money. And uh, I hope that... The, all I'll say is I hope that the new guy comes in does reach their expectations. But I think Bielsa has performed miracles at Leeds since he's gone there. And I think he deserved to get to the end of the season and hopefully get these players back in and get better results. They could still stay up. The form in recent weeks had taken a huge dip and obviously Bamford's not there and Phillips hasn't been there. But the amount of goals that they've been conceding, is it's almost unprecedented what they've gone through over the past month. And it didn't feel as though Bielsa was changing anything. And that's, I don't want to say it's been the criticism throughout his career because he's it's part of what's made him so brilliant. But is he plays a certain way and even when things have been going wrong over the past month, he hasn't changed anything and the fear at Leeds was clearly that he wasn't going to change anything between now and the end of the season and there's so much money in the Premier League they simply had to make a change to alter the course of the results. Well, are they going to buy new, new players to replace these players when this fella comes in, Nathan? And if you talk about a style of play, I mean, Bielsa didn't have a big squad of players mm. and his style of the play depended very, very much on Phillips and Bamford and Cooper who was the captain and they've been out of the team. Now, in a club like uh, uh, 
Liverpool, they could get away with that because they have the, the big squ- uh, squad of players to do well, so. Well, even Liverpool last season, if you look, when they had all the defensive injuries, couldn't get away with it. Exactly. So it's not it's not just the, the style, uh, Nathan, because the players you have at your disposal uh, uh, sets the style, you know? Mm. Uh, and if those three players are out, then your style is missing in a big way. And what I'm saying, what I, what I see with the players out on long-term injuries... I didn't see the director and the the, the director of football trying to get any new players in. So that's that's put down now to Mr. Bielsa because he he wasn't playing with the style and the way that he played despite the fact that he had three players missing. So Bielsa's very set in his ways and set in the type of players that he wants and it does feel as though there might have been money available but he couldn't find the exact player he wanted but when you are missing Bamford and he ends up missing almost all the season and Calvin Phillips still hasn't returned mm. is there not a case in that situation in January where it's needs must yes I didn't get my number one target but that you need to go at what the director of football is looking just just have more bodies around the place I, well I, I think there's no doubt about that uh, Nathan you know I don't think he's, he's, he's such a guy that says well I have to have players like Bamford and, uh, I mean there's plenty of players around uh, that are not like Bamford that could do a job for them. Yeah, mm. They had a small panel anyway. Since he's gone there, they spent little or nothing in relation to some of the big clubs. But these three players were vital to him. Now, whether he was looking for players, see what can happen at a club with the director of football. But else might say, I want Joe Bloggs. And the, 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 the director of football says, well, uh, no, I don't want Joe Bloggs. Do you know what I mean? That, can, that happens in clubs. What is a director of football for, Nathan? And usually, well, in my opinion, football is the manager of, and, and situations of who you want has to have the last word on who you want, not the director of football. The director of football is, I mean, I, I'm going my own experience in football. Every manager has a vision of mm. what they want on the field, how the team wants to play, how he wants them to play, and, and good players. They have that vision to do it. Now, you get a director of football in who says, no, I'm making that decision, then that vision is gone. Right. And the director of football, I mean, I don't remember him being a manager anywhere that was responsible for results, Nathan. That's what happens. You get a director of football in, he gets him what he wants, but it's the manager who hasn't uh, chosen the player gets the blame for it if it doesn't go well. Do you think, considering the results, and they conceded four against Tottenham, six against Liverpool, four against Manchester United, three against Everton, three against Aston Villa, that's the run of the last five matches? Yes. Do you think he should have changed? Do you think he should have gone with a different system, a different style, when the team is in such a poor run of form? Well, it, 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 I have to say, it doesn't work that way. You know, if you have players in that he wants to play in the way he wants to play, it's, 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 it, you can't change the style of football. I mean, the style of football depends on the players that you have in. And that's where the vision of a manager comes in. This is the way I want to play. But I have to have the players, Right. Now, in, in, in Leeds' case, the three, three players that were very vital to him were on long-term injuries, mm. right? So he doesn't have in the club, anybody in the club to play the way they can play. You know? It's not a style. The style is, uh, is dominated by the players that you have at your disposal. Yeah. Of course he wanted certain things to do, and it, it was very exciting. But when he had the players to do it, you have to have the players to do it. Now, if you go back on the results that you're talking about now, when those three players were in the team, 
they weren't losing goals in games like that. Mm. Actually, they were winning them because they could do the job. But you don't have a Phillips and, and a Bamford in the reserves, Nathan, ready to take their place. You know, if you look since he's gone then, I mean, the panel should have been much bigger than, than, than it is yeah. to replace players when you do get injuries. That wasn't the case because Le- Leeds, in my opinion, have been stingy in, 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 the, in the market. He's performed miracles on, on the money that he spent. And now that they, in my opinion, what I'm saying is I think they should have backed him up with players when those players were obviously long-term injuries. They should have gone out and they should have said to Bale, so what do you want? Who do you want in? And he'd be well able to tell you. He'd be well up on who he'd want to play the style that you're saying that he wants to play. The criticism does seem to be mostly coming from outside. We had the BBC journalist Adam Pope on the show earlier in the week saying that there was a clear sense of mourning from the fan base, that he leaves with his legacy intact and untarnished by what has happened in the last few games. And we should probably listen to that a bit more because... When you look at what Leeds have achieved, firstly, the fact that he got them back into the Premier League after a decade and a half, but also the squad that he has dealt with. He has made every single one of those players better. You look at that 11 and you would never think it was a team last season that should have been finishing in the top half of the Premier League. No, and and they were going okay up to to the injuries, Nathan. Mm. You know, uh, it's, it's hard to do what he's done on the resources that he had. And they're saying now, what I'm getting and saying to you is, they haven't come up to their expectations. Well, what sort of expectations have they got? You know, I would have thought that when they lost the players on long term, they were obviously on long-term injuries, that Bielsa might say, well, what about my expectations? Should you not be backing me up now? And I don't know what's happened behind the scenes. Yeah. But they didn't replace those players, Nathan. No. So and you know Calvin Phillips is England's central midfielder now alongside Declan Rice. He's had an unbelievable rise over the last eighteen months, mm. and likewise Patrick Bamford has got himself into a position where he's been in England mm. squads. Should the expectation then simply have been when those players got injured that survival was enough this season? Oh, oh, definitely, Nathan. But but to to, to survive, uh, you have to have. What I'm saying is, if they got into position they were in, they were long-term injuries. Now, I think the writing's on the wall now. Mm. The way Bielsa plays, the way any manager would play, this is going to suffer. So, so we've got to do the best we can to get players in. Now, I don't know behind the scenes, but they certainly haven't got any players in to replace any of those players. Three of his most influential players. And in, with the squad they have, they're, they're not like Liverpool, who, who have got a big squad of players, as they showed during the week. You can play lots and lots of different players. Uh, now, not, not not last season, but they got players in. Uh, now they got Diaz in, for example. Yeah. Uh, you know they got lots of new players in in the team that can that can really go into the first team and play well. Leeds never had that. I mean, what they've done is on the shoestring, really. Mm. That's why I think it's a miracle what Bielsa has done. And they're saying they, he hasn't lived up to their expectations. But what did the expectations want? He, he loses three of the main players, really good players. Uh, and doesn't replace, haven't been replaced, and expects them to do as well as they did the last season. I think it's very, very unfair. And what's very uh, noticeable as well, the, the, the supporters haven't got on to him or criticised him in any mm. way. In fact, they're talking build, about building a statue for him. Right. Right. They'd so want to build one for you first, John, wouldn't they? What was going on? <laughs> and and the, only, the, 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 the head man and his, his director of football. Haven't. 
I mean, they think they know there's no, there's somebody this lad that's coming in. Uh, Jesse Marsh. Sorry, no, Jesse, Jesse, Jesse Marsh, the new manager. The new manager. He's coming from America, I think. Yeah. And there's there's, there's all sorts of good good uh, good reports about him, which I hope he does do well for the fans' point of view. Uh, but wait till he takes over without those three players in the team. And we'll mm. see how he gets on, Nathan. Probably the height of the debate around Bielsa came just before Christmas last year when they had this 5-2 victory against Newcastle and they scored three late goals where even though they were winning they just bombed forward and it was this all out attacking football and then they got beaten 6-2 by Manchester United in the game they probably could have finished 10-6 and that's where the debate was should they not have changed against Manchester United I think your point at the time was well you wouldn't get the performance against Newcastle if you ever changed you have to the no. players have to be fully bought in to the way he wants to play yeah and, and you have th- to live with that mm. you know what I mean so he goes to Manchester, he gets beaten 6-2. But, but overall, where did he finish in the league last year? Ninth. Ninth, yeah. Well, he was up there 7th and 6th for a long. But ninth, ninth is not a bad performance for a team that's been just been promoted and hasn't bought any new players, mm. Nathan. Who came up with him? Last season. Yeah, I think the two of them went down. Went down again, yeah. You know, and they Full. would have spent a few, Bob. So you have to go on what he did uh, with what he had which was amazing. And he, and he loses three of those vital players. And that's huge, Nathan. You know, without being replaced, they didn't have a big squad of players. They might have had players, but they weren't good enough to go in and, and take over from these players. And he did have a special way of playing. There's no doubt about that, which could be on some days very, very successful and on other days not so successful because you're take, he's taking more chances than anybody else. But I've said to you on this programme a couple of times, imagine if we had the Manchester United players. Yeah. And they, have, they were free to do what the Leeds players were doing. I mean, I, I see that as bravery, to allow the Leeds players to do the way he was doing it without having the, Man- the, the, the calibre of Manchester United players or Arsenal players or Chelsea players, for that matter. You were, I think, quite consistent all season in that you weren't panicking at any stage around Leeds and their form and a belief that they would be able to survive the way you're talking there but it's so ingrained in these players the way that Bielsa wants them to play and they're so clearly well suited with generally to play that like Jesse Marsh coming in is going to have different style different system you know he was Ralph Rangnick's assistant are you concerned now for Leeds and the chance of them staying in the Premier League I am Nathan I think they would have had a better chance with Bielsa staying up Mm. and this, this new lad is starting from scratch you know, obviously he's going to change the way that Bielsa played. Well, he tries to play with the players. I mean, it's, it's very easy to say, we're going to have a different style and we're going to play in a different way. We're going to be more attacking, right? Are the players going to be able to do it? That's the problem. You know, no matter, no matter what style you want to play, you have to have the players to fit in there with the style that you want. You have to, there's a vision. There's a vision for all managers in the way they want to play the game. And to fulfill that vision, you have to get the players in that can do it. Mm. He got the players in when they were all fit to do it, Nathan. Now, I don't know what this lad wants to do, but he certainly hasn't got much time if he has a vision to do what they, unless they're going to spend, well, I think that they can't spend now, anyway, no. uh, towards the end of the season. So I don't think it even makes sense. I mean, Bielsa is not, is not having good, hasn't had good results in recent, there's no doubt about that. But he knows the players better than anybody else. And he has proven that he can do it, Nathan, especially if he gets these players back 
into, into fitness that he can do it and save them from it. This lad is coming in from scratch and all managers need a certain amount of time to get the team in and playing the way they want them to play. I think they've made a bad decision. All right, we'll talk, I'm sure, a lot more about Leeds over the coming weeks. I was making the point to you there, John, that you couldn't be happy if they build a statue of Bielsa before you get your statue at Elland Road. I have no interest in getting a statue, uh, statue Nathan, at all. I think, I think that the point I was making there, for, for being at the club mm. for such a, a short spell... He made a massive impact. Um, the, the impact he's made on doing it, Nathan. You know, yeah. that the supporters definitely love him, and despite the fact he's been sacked, they want to put a statue up for him. Yeah, I think that's that. That tells you a big story about the 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 the, the decisions that the Leeds United directors have made. I, I do not lot of sympathy for supporters, as we know. The supporters there are great. They didn't boo. They didn't boo the team. They didn't boo him on on, on on the weekend after a few bad results. Where elsewhere, if you go to Newcastle with Steve Bruce, Everton with Benitez, the stick they had uh, because they weren't doing what the, what what the, the fans wanted them to do. And, and here they are talking about uh, building a statue or putting a statue up for Bielsa. I think it tells its own story, that. Yeah. Uh, last Sunday, then, with the Carabao Cup final, Liverpool winning their first piece of domestic silverware under Jurgen Klopp. Uh, it was a cracking game. Uh, went all the way to the very end. Uh, Quiven Kelleher was the hero, scored the penalty uh, as Liverpool won it. What was your take on the game? I thought it was very good, Nathan. It was, it was end-to-end stuff. An awful lot of chances. And I think our lad uh, uh, was was hugely influential in uh, taking the game mm. to um, extra time, Nathan. He's a smashing goalkeeper and looks a really good lad. Uh, I thought uh, I thought um, they didn't. Liverpool didn't have the best. I thought Chelsea had the best of the chances, Nathan. So he really did his stuff uh, it, to keep them in the game at a vital, obviously a vital time. And then it was it was a very very good game with chances at both ends, right through to the to extra time and the penalties. The two starting goalkeepers made several uh, outstanding saves. Mendy yes. for Chelsea made a miraculous uh, stop at one stage. What did you make of the decision then to bring Kepa on just for the penalty shootout? Albeit, if you look at the stats on their various penalty shootouts they've been involved in, Kepa has a better record. But bringing him on right at the end considering Mendy had such a good game, was it the right decision? I don't think so, Nathan. Uh, I think, I think uh, uh, Tuchel is going on his record of coming in in situations like that, and, mm. and, and his, his record showed more penalty saves uh, than, than, the, than the goalkeeper. I, I, wouldn't, I would never go with that, to be honest. I think if, the, if your, your goalkeeper's been playing for 90 minutes, he's warmed up, he's in the game, uh, and... I wouldn't do it. Let's put it that way, and and not because it didn't work out, because the, 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 he did it another time and it worked, didn't it? I think with Kappa. Yeah. Uh But uh, I, I I wouldn't I wouldn't recommend it anyway, Nathan. I'd leave the goalkeepers. They've been on for ninety minutes. They're well warmed up, and uh, you know the penalty shootout. I mean, t- to be fair, to be fair, uh, our, what's Kelleher. what's our lad? Keeper, Kelleher, Kelleher, yeah, yeah, didn't save any of the shots. No. I mean, he's the hero because he he scored he scored the winner, you know, which yeah. which is which is fair enough. But I must say, uh, Nathan, I wouldn't be in. I'm not in favour at all of the goalkeepers being involved in the penalty shootout. In the taking of the penalties. Yeah, I don't. I think it's unfair on them, uh, the goalkeepers, and it's very what they could easily do is start again from scratch, 
and go through what they went through for the penalty shootout, uh, the first one. You know what I mean? Yeah, so just go with the 10 outfield yeah, players I think and it's then very back to number one. on the goalkeepers. Mm. I mean, the, the, okay, Liverpool's goalkeeper hit it, hit it well. But the, the goalkeeper, I don't think the goalkeeper should be taking penalties. I think it's too much to ask of them. They're not outfield players. They're doing the stuff to save the penalties. And I think that's enough. And just go again with the first, the first player to score that have, have already t- outfield players. Yeah. You, that's what I think should happen there. You wouldn't have fancied Gary Sprague taking a penalty? I didn't fancy him stopping them. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind taking them, uh, Nathan. Yeah. Uh, it's, 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 yeah, it's an interesting proposal, all right, to uh, just go straight back to number yeah. one again. Yeah, they're, they're the penalty takers and the goalkeepers are saving them. You know, that's, yeah. that's, that's, that's their jobs. The, I mean, we saw it in the, we see it in the Euros, our one big match, mm. Nathan, where the goalkeeper missed the, missed the penalty as yeah. well. Yeah, well, we saw it as well with David De Gea and, like, the... You had an unbelievable record as a penalty taker. When you look at the shootouts that we've seen over the last couple of years, and even just regular penalties uh, in the Premier League or any of the top competitions, do you think the quality of penalties is getting better? Um, well, there's a, bit of, there's a bit of a change in it, Nathan. In my day, the goalkeepers could move. They right? could or they couldn't? They could. They could, they could right. come off the line. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Now, that's a, that's a big move because, obviously, if, if, if you're allowed to come off the line, it's one step, narrows the angles, mm. you know? Now they've got to stay in the line. So the, 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 it's difficult for the goalkeeper because he has to make sure, first of all, he's staying on the line because with far now, it shows that he's come off the line. Going to re, if he saves it, retake the penalty. So there's, there's, there's a fairly big change in that uh, from my day. Um, but I think the, the, the I mean, if there was penalty kings in, in, in my day, uh, Nathan, you know, lads mm. that went on uh, penalties. I think it's probably a bit easier now, first of all, with the condition of the grounds. Yeah. Because sometimes in my day playing, you had to really take the mud, put the mud back on the, on the, on the, the spot, you know, and, and you were very, very wary, and I've seen it happen, where when you put your left foot level to the ball, you slip. Mm-hmm. That wasn't that wasn't unusual uh, in my day. Whereas now, the, as, as we know, you, you, you can still slip, but it's more it's very very unusual now. You sleep with the condition of the grounds and yeah. around the penalty spot that anybody uh, 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 slips like that. How often did you practice penalties? Um, I did practice an awful lot during the week. I used to when we played at home, Nathan. I used to go in early, and when David Harvey was playing, uh, he was a pal of mine. I'd 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 go in and take maybe six or seven penalties. But the big thing with the penalties was it was obviously a mental situation, Nathan. I I had my own mental approach to it uh, during the week or at any time, right? And my 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 approach was that if I had a penalty, I was going to make up my mind before the match where I was going to put the penalty, right? It was the goalkeeper's left, so. I'm not thinking about the goalkeeper. And I, I'm thinking, if I put it to the side I want to put it in, first of all, I've got a 50-50 chance of scoring. Because mm. the goalkeeper can go only one way or the other, Nathan. Right? So you make up your mind. You don't look at the first of all, you don't look at the goalkeeper. You think, That's where you're going to put the penalty cake. Not thinking what he's thinking. That's what you're going to do. And that you're, you're, that's what, that you're, you're the one that's taking the penalty. And you've got to put it in the corner, whichever corner you're putting in, with enough pace that even if he goes there, 
it's going to go past him. And that's why I used to t- uh, take penalties with David Harvey. I used to tell him where I was putting the penalties, right? And get used to doing that. Don't look at the goalkeeper. That's what you're going to do. And that's why there was such a mess up in the Euros with England. Mm. That was a total mess up with the penalty, bringing the, 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 the penalty takers on an extra time, Nathan. That was a bad move. Yeah. That was a bad move. And they were all young players, relatively young players. You know, first of all, you're not really warmed up to yeah. the game. And it, and I saw that they used to take penalties, but I, I never read where somebody was t- teaching them uh, how to take penalties. And, and I t- I'm only saying the way I took them. Yeah. Which was a, a mind thing. This is what I'm going to do. I don't care which side the goal, goalkeeper's going to go. I'm not even going to look at him. I'm going to dictate where I take the penalties. And it's, first of all, I've got a 50-50 chance of, of putting him the wrong way. Mm. And even if he goes the right way and I hit it properly, he's not going to stop it. So for you, the power was as important as the precision that the ball yes, would be passed him before he it. could even see it. Yeah, I used, to, I used to take him with the inside of me right foot, but I'd hit them hard enough. I tried to hit them hard yeah. enough. But the main thing, it's, it's a mental thing, you see, Nathan, in a big match. You know, it's the, the pressure's on. So you have to be prepared mentally yourself to do what's needed to be done, not just coming out on the day and say, well, oh, I'm not really sure where I'm going to put it, because you're going to be unsure when you go to the penalty spot. It's all a psychological thing, you know, that that's what I'm going to do. Regardless of the goalkeeper, I'm not going to look at him. He could be the best goalkeeper in the world, but that's what I'm going to do. Because what misses penalties really is indecision, Nathan. Mm. You know, somebody coming up, they haven't said it, I've got their mind right, I'm going to put it in that corner. Oh, in the last minute, am I going to do this? Am I going to do that? Am I going to do that? Instead of trying to dictate to to your own mind, this is what I'm going to do, regardless. I didn't score all the time, (laughs) anyway, doing that. Yeah. I I, I, I felt confident in that. Pulled it wild, uh, mostly from not hitting the target. That's what I missed them. Right. Yeah, you don't see many missing the target these days. No. Well, you see the lads going up now, Nathan, and, and uh, it's like the, the Chelsea player, and he's hopping before the ball. Yeah. and then out, You know, and I just think it's unnecessary because he's obviously looking at the goalkeeper. Now, he's, he's quite successful taking them all, right? Yeah. But I find with, 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 with him taking the penalty, if the goalkeeper doesn't move at all, he's in trouble. Mm. If you just wait. Yeah, because he hasn't made up his mind. Yeah, yeah, he's waiting to see what you do. So Yeah. So you don't worry about what the goalkeeper's going. You do well, in my opinion, you do what you're going to do yourself. Every, I suppose everybody has a different attitude to it, but it's okay practicing. You see, I think with the England situation uh, in the in the Nations Cup, I saw that the coach uh, had had a system for the, when the players were taking them in, in after training. Nathan, he made out a league yeah. of the most successful. Well, that's total nonsense. I mean, you're playing in a practice match. I mean, I'll give you an opinion. When I played with Leeds, Paul Madeley, Paul Rooney would never take a penalty. Right? But say on Thursday morning, we're having a bit of fun, taking penalties. I've seen them whopped him up in the top of the back north corner. It's practice. There's no pressure on you to do it. And he was forming a league on, on the, 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 the practice situation where there was no pressure. I think the goalkeeper was third choice of the penalties. Yeah. Yeah. But it means nothing when, you, when, you're, when, you're, when it's a bit of fun. Or than anything else. 
Uh, I do want to move on to Chelsea and, well, everything else that's been going on in the world over the past week with the Russian invasion of Ukraine. And Russia is so intertwined with sport, there's been a massive knock-on effect, whether it's uh, Russia's exclusion from the World Cup and also onto the Premier League and the Russian influence there. And the news over the last 24 hours or so that Roman Abramovich is selling up, uh, trying to get out as quickly as he can out of English football, uh, like he changed English football forever, really, when he arrived in uh, in the early 2000s. It's hard to know what to say in it. Like Thomas Tuchel was under a lot of pressure this week uh, with questions about the fact that it was under Russian ownership. What are your thoughts on it? Well, I feel, feel some sympathy for Tuchel, Nathan. Uh, I mean, he's the manager of uh, uh, Chelsea. He's not responsible for the, the, the dreadful situation uh, with, with Putin. Uh, you know, I can understand um, Abramovich obviously has a connection and maybe a friendship uh, with Putin uh, who could be in a position to influence the situation. I don't think he can. Uh, but but in the statement that I saw him make uh, in the paper, he never referred to the war situation and the dreadful things that's gone on mm. with the Russian troops. I mean, he was, he, what he was saying about was he's leaving into the fans and he was delighted to have been involved in Chelsea. He never really uh, really came to what was really serious, which was the invasion of the Russian troops. Yeah. He never mentioned that. So all the, but I think he's, 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 he's doing his best to get out as quickly as he possibly can uh, and, and, and get his money out. I mean, as far as the Chelsea supporters are concerned, I'd say they'd be, he'd be a very, very popular uh, person up to what's happened recently mm. uh, because of what he did for Chelsea. He did an awful lot for Chelsea, but with whose money? Now, yeah. That's the big thing. And no mention of what's going on at the moment. He never mentioned, he never said, well, I'm sorry to see what's going on or took any blame for or uh, criticised Putin in any way. And as we know, it's a, it's a, it's a dreadful uh, situation at the moment. Yeah, it certainly is. Uh, John, we'll leave it there for this evening. Thanks as always. Okay, Nathan. Great Speak stuff. to you then. John Giles with us every Thursday night here on Off the Ball. And if you missed any of that, you can get the podcast on the OTB Sports app. Download it now. Football on Off the Ball. With Sky, proud partner and supporter of the Republic of Ireland women's national football team. This is News Talk.